listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. going on y'all welcome back to another episode of tuesday morning quarterbacks an nfl podcast presented by apollo media all houston all original i am one of your hosts taylor jackson writer and contributor for apollo media you can find me on all the socials at lil bro taylor today i am joined by my co-host bruce castellan and special guest the man with a voice like butter brian lalima brian great to have you on bud What's up, boys? I'm so pumped to be on Tuesday Morning Quarterbacks. Bruce, Lil Bro, what is popping? Let's go. Let's get this podcast underway, baby. Got a lot to talk about. I'm excited, man. Thanks for having me. Um, last week was a week of craziness. This one, a little bit more predictability. With that being said, Thursday night started off with a bit of a banger. Jags, Bengals. Bengals win it late 24-21 to put the Jaguars on their 19th straight loss. They won week one of last season and have not seen a victory card since then. Yeah, I I think with Jacksonville, um, obviously they have a rookie quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. The dude has never lost in his entire career. Uh, So now he's lost four straight. I'm, I'm disappointed in Jacksonville. Um, and I'm also disappointed in what Urban Meyer is bringing to the NFL game. I I don't think um, I don't I don't know if they'll win a game this year. To be honest, I know they fought pretty hard against the Bengals. Obviously, they didn't come out with a W, but man, I just think they're very underwhelmed, underwhelming. Um, not like they, you know, the ceiling for them was what two wins. I mean, I don't know, I, I don't know what the what the numbers were in Vegas on on, the, on this Jaguars team, but. They're just not good. I don't think they're well coached. I think Urban Meyer is in over his head. Trevor Lawrence looks like a rookie quarterback. It's almost like, man, you know, Jaguars have have never had a good quarterback. Um, at some point, it's like if they would have kept Gardner Minshew, do you, do you even, you know, obviously they don't have him, but let's say in a hypothetical world, they had another quarterback. At some point, do you take Trevor Lawrence out because you a fear of him getting knocked out? Or do you just ride it out and just continue with your shitty season? I don't know. At the end of the day, and I'm going to take a shot here. I don't know who's worse, them or the Texans. Wow. Number one, that's a lot of disrespect going towards Brian Leftwich. Um, <laughs> number two, they're both the bottom of the barrel. They're the shit you scrape yeah. off the bottom. Yeah, they're pretty bad. That, yeah. And they're, maybe- they're, they're just I, – I, I don't know, man. I just – you know – Trevor Lawrence has such an upside, right? Um, obviously, the going from the college game to the NFL game is such an adjustment, and, and the players are, are faster, the schemes are different. But man, I just thought we were going to see a little bit better out of him. He doesn't have a good offensive line. Uh, you know, I just look at the stats here. He was seventeen to twenty-four, two hundred and four yards uh, with a QBR of of almost eighty-two and a half. Uh, so not not really a bad game for him. I thought they were going to scratch it out. Actually, I had money on the Bengals. Luckily, they uh, kicked one to walk it off. I think there was a, a missed penalty uh, prior to that that allowed them to kick a field goal uh, to win it. But, uh, hey, it worked out for the Bengals. Joe Burrow is uh, is not a bad quarterback. I know Cincinnati improves a 3-1. But, you know, one thing, you know, before we dive into this, who are y'all's teams again? Bruce, who do you root for? Unfortunately, the Texans. Okay, and then, Lil Bro, are you a Saints fan or a Texans fan? I can't remember. Who that? Okay, well, we'll get to we'll get to uh, yeah, both I'm of sure, those I'm teams. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, going back to the Urban Meyer thing, maybe if you spend a little bit more time game planning and a little oh, less yeah. time <laughs> having 19-year-olds twerk on them in college bars, maybe, maybe they can work a thing out or two. He's not the only Jag that can't read a coverage or read a room, huh? <laughs> Uh, I don't know who wants to, Hey, look, we got to hit on that. Look like it wouldn't be Apollo HOU if we don't cover controversial topics. Okay. I know we, we've stayed away from a lot of it, but the urban Meyer thing is, is wild to me. The, the, the head coach of an NFL team did not fly home with his team. My man went to his own bar and got it, not got it on, but you know, got his ass on the dance floor with some co-eds. I mean, 
and, and my man is married. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, dude. He's, is he trying to get fired? No, maybe. He's I, terrible in the NFL. I mean, you he's been spending, what, the past decade living in Columbus, Ohio? He spends two weeks in Jacksonville, and all of a sudden he's acting a fool. I mean, we just saw an article that Bill O'Brien tried to get fired. Is, is this Urban's way of trying to get out of it? I, I don't know, dude. At some point, man, I, I fear, like, obviously Urban Meyer has – um I, I, he had some heart issues which is you know you don't you don't fuck around with something like that right but at well, we some, some point it's like it's like urban meyer dude like do, do, do you have something going on in, in, in the mind bro you're a you are the head coach of an nfl team in your first year and instead of going home with your nfl team you decide to go to columbus ohio from cincinnati go to your own bar and get up out on the dance floor like that just shows that just shows the lack of of leadership that they have right and, and then it brings yeah then it brings me to a point like man you should have kept tim tebow tim tebow could have led that team better than urban meyer oh my goodness gracious <laughs> that's a take right there isn't it <laughs> right isn't it i mean yeah where are you gonna put him tight end punt returner Certainly Dude, keep uh, just keep him there for the for the uh, for the the locker room presence, man. Well, I'm sure he. They need one, it clearly. I'm sure he'd leave one hell of a prayer circle. Um, a little bit of a surprise. Titans lose the Jets in a Corey Davis revenge game. Corey Davis, 111 yards, a TD, and an actual bomb shot that had to feel good. He was the number one guy there in Tennessee for years and they just kicked him out they said aj brown is our guy you're out he gets tossed to the meadowlands and now gets his chance to redeem himself against his old team against the titans team everybody was very high on yeah i I mean with the running game that the titans had last year you you expected them to be the clear front runner in the afc south and now they're sitting at two and two and they just lose to the jets I mean, a Zach Wilson-led team, and the Jets are not good. So Henry still had I mean, over 150 yards and a touchdown. I mean, it, it wasn't like they weren't having success on the ground. It's just their their secondary was breaking down all over the place. Yeah, I, I, I mean, just still to me, dude, you, you, when you go play the Jets, you can't lose. You, you can't lose to the, to the New York Jets, especially with the way that uh, – uh, Derrick Henry ran the football for the Titans. I mean, you look at look at those stats. 33 carries, 157 yards. That's an average of almost five. You only score once. I mean, that's not good. That's that's just not good. And, and it and you ended up losing the ball game. Then you look at Ryan Tannehill, 30 to 49, 298 yards with a Q, I mean a QBR of, of 42.7. Uh yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I just think Obviously, good for uh, for Davis and, and his return. Uh, I mean, big play Davis, right? Four, only four receptions, 111 yards. That means Zach Wilson is throwing him some bombs. Or I didn't actually watch that game. I didn't see highlights. I should have studied a little bit more. I don't know if that was yards after catch or if they were just big plays for no, Zach they were, Wilson. they were bombs. They were bombs. They were bombs. Good. Good for Zach Wilson, dude. Make it rain, son. If you're a rookie quarterback, man, and, that's, and when we get to the Texans, that's an issue that I have. I, I don't like when, and this could be a take or, you know, whatever you want to say, but I don't like when you have a rookie quarterback and you and you limit the playbook with let's these move, kids. Let's just move on to the Texans now. Texans get yeah. absolutely demolished, 40-0. to zero. Josh Allen puts the herd on them. Yeah, I, I don't know. Bruce, you want to take this one? You want to start with your Texans? You can lead us into it, man. This is a safe uh, space. The Bruce. offense stinks. This is The offense stinks. Mill stinks. I don't know if you know this. I didn't even know this was possible. He had a 0.8 QBR. What the like fuck? Not, not, not even yeah, one. 0.8. 0.8. Yeah. I have I mean, never I mean, seen if, anything that low in my entire life. So at the half, at the half, he was one for four passing with seven yards. You had your leading receiver was Brandon Cooks at the half, one reception, seven yards. They're not good. They're not. It's I can't. I have been so critical of the Texans um, in the offseason on our Apollo hours. Um, I go back and forth with our guy, Ribert, on the Texans. Um, 
It's not that I don't want them to win, but they are so ingrained with mediocrity that it, it's it's so frustrating as a fan. And, and we're continuing to see it. It is, it is absolutely the culture there. Even when they were um, somewhat decent, the tagline for them was the early wild card game. Like, yeah, that, that was pretty much their cap. Yeah. And it, it yeah. starts with the ownership. It starts with Jack Easterby leading everything. Just, I don't know. Nobody in NFL, no, in Rappaport, no, I, nobody has been able to identify what he truly does there. You no. spot a tie rod on the back end saying, oh, he's great on the cultural leadership. Where? Fucking where? Because the culture I see is terrible. You know, and, and 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 people had some optimism because you're bringing in veterans like Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, Rex Burkhead. Uh, obviously, you had Tyrod Taylor. And in the first game, they looked they looked pretty good. But then again, they they played a Jacksonville team. They played the Browns pretty well. Um, Tyrod got hurt, unfortunately. But I think even if they still had Tyrod Taylor, I just uh, they're not a good football team. Okay, they're just not. They're not good, and they're not going to be good for yeah, the that's five the years. They're not on any type of upward trajectory at all. They're, they're not at they're all. They're somehow on a downwards one right now. I don't I know mean, how you get worse than this, but. Oh, it'll happen. The Texans, if there's a team that can get worse than they are right now, it is the Houston Texans. They will win. The, the only Actually, I could see Jacksonville beating them the second time that they play. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's, it's going to happen. I just – Man, I, I lose I, I lose words to describe how bad the Texans organization is as a whole. I know we beat it like a dead horse, but my God, you, you know, you 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 draft Davis Mills. No one really expected them to draft Davis Mills. Um, you know, a lot of people on Twitter, and I know take people's words however you want on Twitter, but there was a lot of people that said, Hey, why not give Cam Newton a look? He's familiar with um uh, with Nick Casario, who is the I general manager, and, and no one, no one, no one agreed with it. Like no, no one. No, oh yeah, I, one. I wrote a blog about it, and I got flamed. I know. Yeah, I got check flamed. That. And yeah, it, check that. You would rather have this that. this long neck motherfucker. Check check that out on our blog apollohou.com. But you know the thing for me is is Davis Mills is just it's a again, it's a rookie quarterback. Um, I, I think they limit the playbook on him. And, and Buffalo's got a great defense. Buffalo's going to be one of the top teams at the end of this year, right? But you look at these stats, man, and these are these are pathetic. 11 for 21, 87 yards, four interceptions. Four. Not one, not two, not three, four. Four of them. And like things. Bruce said, yeah, like Bruce said, 0.8 QBR. That's bad. That's bad. Saying, if you're a rookie, you need to continue to get better, and you're not. He's not even hitting the intermediate easy throws, like wide open. He's throwing behind. It, he doesn't have a good arm. I don't know what was originally saw him in him at all. It may just be the same shit that they're doing with everybody they're signing right now and going with quote unquote culture guys, AKA people that'll bow down to whatever the fuck they say in there. You know, what's the worst part? What's that? This is not even like the top five worst games of the Texans. That's a sad shit. I could probably lay three or four off the top of my head that that are worse so, than this. So this is the this is the first time they've been shut out in five seasons, surprisingly, surprisingly. And I and I know Deshaun Watson has a lot to to thank for that. But here's another thing, and this is this is something that I'm consistently reminded of, especially with how good the Arizona Cardinals are this year. Deshaun, or I'm sorry, uh, DeAndre Hopkins was traded for a running back that now shares the load with names like Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, and Rex Burkhead. Think about that. And David he's Johnson, he's not he's, even the starter. He's arguably the third back on that. He exactly. is the third back. No, he is the third yeah. back. <laughs> Bruce, you've been you've been raving this year about Lovey Smith. Uh, what do you have to say? 40 points on him. <laughs> I mean – he can – him and his beautiful beard can only do so much. They got an interception in the beginning, I guess. And after that, they just – I don't know. They just got torn apart. It's I'm, I mean, it's it, not is good. Hard, it is hard to play defense when you're literally on the field the entire game. Literally the entire time. Did they even get a first down? Did the Texans even get a first down? I don't think so. Oh, my God. 
Uh, yeah, so, I mean, if you look, I mean, you talk about Lovey Smith's defense. Uh, they got torn apart on the ground. They gave up 199 yards rushing. That's an average of five yards a carry, two touchdowns. And then because Josh Allen, I mean, he only threw 29 times. Yeah. I mean, I say only, but why throw it when your running backs are, are doing whatever – Anything and everything they wanted to do on the ground, they did. They tore apart the defensive line for the Texans. So kudos to the offensive line for the Bills. And again, the Bills are going to be one of the top teams at the end of the season. But it just shows that, you know, the Texans are are, are literally like, little bro, like you said, they're just, uh, they're not trending towards anything positive. They suck. They're not good. They I've said this so many times. They literally make you want to drink and it sucks. Because I, I still I can bitch and moan and complain and talk all the shit that I want about them. I'm still gonna watch some football on Sunday. Yeah, you and me both. Absolutely. And as much as much fun as I have making fun of the Texans, I still root for them every week. I still root for the city of Houston to have Why do a we hate positive... ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like you know, like I like I said, like I want them to win. I would love for them to turn this program around, turn, turn, excuse me, turn the organization around. But unfortunately, as long as Cal McNair is still at the head of this organization, I firmly believe they will not have a winning organization or a winning culture for at least, at least five seasons, five more years of this bullshit. Let's do this. I know this has been the majority of like bashing on them, but what, what is something that can, Obviously, trade their their top end talent like Tunsil, but I mean, what else can they do? Yeah. You mean try to find? You mean try to find some positives about no. the, like the future? Like find some optimism or what? what like, what's the if if you were put at the head right now? What's your what uh-huh. would be your next step? Yeah, man, I, I I think you know obviously this this season is shot, so there's really no point in trying to go get a guy like Cam Newton. The next career um, shot. Yeah, see, that's that's where you know they've you got all do that either. Picks. Right. I, let's just talk about this season. Just we'll just focus on this season. At this point, at this point, you have to write out Davis Mills. I'm sorry, you have to write out Davis Mills, and you really have to give him every opportunity to show you what you got by drafting him. You have to, and, and that sucks for me to say because we know that they're not going to be good. Because uh, look, I'm sorry, Davis Davis Mills is just not good. He's not a good NFL quarterback right now. He still has many years to develop, um, and that's okay for his own progress. But for a fan base and for an organization that really had it all a couple years ago, they, look at all the talent that they had and got rid of because of, of – obviously it starts with Cal McNair, but then you bring in Bill O'Brien and you give him too much power. He trades DeAndre Hopkins. Um, J.J. Watt's unhappy. Deshaun Watson disregard – the, the sexual allegations that are out there, okay, just for one second. Before any of that happened, the arguably the top, a top three quarterback in this league said, I do not want to play for the Houston Texans anymore. Okay, so what can you do to, to turn this around? Well, um, what we saw was they decided to bring in all these veterans, which is a good locker room presence, sure, but still the talent's not there. The talent's not there, right? And and I listen to a lot of sports radio, and one of the things that was talked about prior to the season starting, it was in the preseason, one of the things that kept continued to be brought up is, yes, you can bring in all the good cultured guys that you need and you want, right? Jack Easterby is a preacher, okay? You're bringing in men of God. You're bringing in holy guys. You're bringing in good, solid, foundation, genuine people. Okay, that's fair, for a good locker room, but what the hell does that do for you on the field? Football is a violent game where you need dogs. You need dudes that are going to go out there and be ruthless on the field. Can these good godly men perform on the field? What have we seen so far? No, they cannot. I, I don't know if I was the head man, I, I don't know. I would, I would, I would say, I would try to do something as much as possible with all the draft picks that I had, maybe try to make some trades this season is shot. So don't even waste those picks. Don't even try to make any trades, um, get to the off season, try to move to Sean Watson, or I, I, I don't know. I, to be honest with you, man, both you guys, I don't know. I really don't know. It's, it's that dysfunctional. It's that shitty. They, they suck. I'm just tired of it. They suck. They're not good. 
think the the thing that bothers me the most is they try to play the middle too much. Too much. They're not not trying to rebuild, but they're also trying to be competitive instead of going one way or the other. And they st they're stuck in this middle ground of ass of of what they've been for many for decades, I guess. And I guess that's the most annoying part because the first thing I would do, I would trade Tunsil. I would trade uh, Brandon Cooks, anyone to give me more capital. Just punt the season or the next two. At least it gives you a shot to draft better. Yeah, I, I, especially if, if Brandon Cooks continues to stay healthy, then you have to trade him, right? Because there's no, there's yeah. no, way, there, there's no way that this team is going to be competitive because Tyrod Taylor is going to be out for another probably, probably month. And by that point, four weeks will have passed. Four more losses will be on the books. So you'd be at, at best one and seven, two and two and six at that point. So there's really no point in keeping your best receiver. So yeah, put the season, trade cooks, get some capital. Um, yeah, if you want to get rid of Tunsil, fuck it, go go do it. Get rid of him because you know you you brought in Tunsil because your left tackle is your most important piece of the offensive line to protect your quarterback's blind side well the Texans don't even have a quarterback anymore so fuck it what does it matter now exactly yeah y'all were you were talking about the fall from grace and I will just leave you with this little nugget um the Texans were beating the Chiefs 24 to 0 uh ready to go to the AFC championship game it that feels like yesterday I was going to say that that was not so long ago. They had the Chiefs beat 24 to nothing, and it would have set up the Titans against the Texans at NRG Stadium. AFC Championship would have been at NRG Stadium against the Titans. But as this organization has proven time and time again, they can never get it done. So we talk about the Jags losing, Texans being trash. Uh, AFC South sucks. Titans somehow losing to the Jets. One one positive note from the AFC South. Colts go in and expose the Dolphins for the frauds they are when 20, 27-17. Uh, and Wentz did not have a bad game at all. 220 yards passing, two touchdowns, operated the offense well. Defense was done. It. Jonathan Taylor was running the rock. I don't know how confident we are in the Titans anymore to run away with this division. Colts look it's not going to take a lot to win this division. No, Titans are two and two. Texans are one and three. Colts are one and three. Jaguars zero oh and four. Yeah, the AFC South is a crapshoot right now. So it's who is going to be the healthiest down the stretch? Um, the Texans could I, actually be tied for first if they win again. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's that's how bad that's how bad the AFC South is. That is how bad the AFC South is. The Colts, it, the Colts are going to go as Carson Wentz goes. If Carson Wentz can play and stay healthy like he did a couple seasons ago for the Eagles when he was cruising before he got hurt and then Nick Foles came in and led them to an eventual Super Bowl, if Carson Wentz can play to that level, then the Colts are going to be just fine. They'll win the division. Uh, they may surprise somebody in the wild card round. Who knows? They may, they may make a, a magical playoff run because Jonathan Taylor is a good running back. They've yeah. got a solid, a solid line. But it all, for me, it all starts with Carson Wentz. One, can he stay healthy? And two, can he play up to an MVP-type caliber player like he was that one year for Philly? And I think that's been the question about Carson Wentz for whoever he's played for is, well, again, is he healthy? Okay, is he healthy? Well, is he going to make smart plays? Is he going to be the Carson Wentz that we saw? And then the good thing for the Colts and the good thing for the Titans is they're in, in the weakest division in football. Is there a, is there a division weaker? Nowhere close. Yeah. Yeah. And you look at, like you said, Carson Wentz, 24, 32, 228 yards, two TDs, no interceptions. Not a bad game. They got to win. Miami sucks too. So that's another team. Hey, that's another team. Actually, we talk about Philly where Carson Wentz used to be. Philly lost again. Miami lost again. Tua Tagalaya-Leavoa, or however you pronounce his last name, is still out. Those are the two teams that if, if, and it's a big if, if Deshaun Watson actually gets moved, it's going to be to one of those teams. Eagles actually played, played decently well. They gave the Chiefs run for their money there for a while. Um, if I've learned anything over the past, or the top four weeks of the, of the season, it's that the Chiefs are not as deep as we thought they were. I know Tyreek Hill was going batshit crazy, three touchdowns, um, 
what was it? Three touchdowns, 186 yards, 11 receptions. They were just bombing it to him in their times of need. And when you have the fastest player in the NFL, you can do that, I guess. But the Eagles were playing them well. The Chiefs are still sitting there with two losses. Are they still the favorites to come out of the AFC? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Who, who, um, who would we have above them? I think uh, Bills. Right now, right now it's going to be the Bills. Well, I'm with I Bruce. think some arguments could be made for the Ravens. AFC is kind of, kind of weak this year. You could also say the Browns. I hate Deshaun Watson, bro. <laughs> <laughs> let it out. Let it out, Bruce. Hey, this space. is a safe space. This is a safe space. <laughs> you see how open the AFC is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we could be doing – Texans – the Texans team two years ago could be running the AFC right now. Man, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like You're how not... we, I like how we just hey, I like how we just segued back to the Texans, man. <laughs> oh, dude, don't worry. Yeah, you we'll... talk. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you go, you go. Okay, so I, I, you know, go, to go back to the Chiefs, you talk about uh, Tyreek Hill's big day because the week prior they lose to they play a hell of a game against the Chargers, right? And that's another team not to sleep on is the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert is a damn good quarterback. Against won. the Chargers, yeah, they won again. They won tonight on Monday Night Football as we record this on Monday night. Guess so, who had, Guess who had Raiders money line? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, no. But uh, Tyree Kill against the Chargers last week, he only had one reception for 11 yards. So, I mean, how often can you keep Tyree Kill down? Not very often. Or not very often. It only took him a week to rebound, and then he goes crazy bananas this past weekend so well that's the thing that's the thing about the Chiefs offense where it gets dangerous is you have both Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill and you pretty much have to center your attention on one or the other so yeah last week they were double teaming Tyreek left and right this week and Kelsey went off this week they shut down Kelsey putting the backers on him they pretty much had an out by outside backer with safety help on him all day which left the top end open and Tyreek made him pay so that's the part of me that thinks if the chiefs even just squeak into the playoffs there's still a threat to make the super bowl and even win the thing yeah and i I don't think we won't see the chiefs squeak in the chiefs are going to be there right because patrick mahomes is is arguably top quarterback in the nfl right um clyde edwards alaire last week against the charger he had some uh ball security issues he fumbled uh this week 14 carries 102 yards uh no tds on the ground but I mean, you're getting good, sufficient runs from from him. I mean, he was averaging almost almost uh, seven and a half a carry. And then you look, yeah, like you said, uh, Taylor, it's Tyreek Hill had 11 receptions. Travis Kelsey only had four. Uh, he was targeted six times, um, caught four of those. So it's like who, you know, you pick your poison. Are you going to shut down Tyreek Hill or are you going to shut down Travis Kelsey? Uh, and, 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 you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes does a good job of getting others involved, but those are your two main targets. So as a defense, you have to game plan to, to shut down one of them. Okay. This week we saw Tyreek Hill go off. Travis Kelsey was quiet. I think looking ahead that you could make a case that the top teams in the AFC are going to be the top four. Um, I will just go with the top three. It'll be Buffalo. It'll be Kansas city. And then it'll be uh, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore. Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. Baltimore. Yeah, so pretty much. Don't worry, y'all aren't the only ones that's sad this week. On the other side of the break, we're going to dive in to the Saints, how they somehow find a way to lose to the New York Giants. It's hard to say who that today on the other side. All right, we're back, and I am sad. The New Orleans Saints lose to the New York Giants in an abysmal performance the first time Anybody's been in the Super Bowl in over a year or the Superdome in over a year. And mind you, it fucking caught fire earlier this week. And it that seemed to just transform right onto the field. Any dimes? D- Daniel, <laughs> 402 <laughs> yards for us up. It wasn't everyone was open. And the worst part about it, it was Lattimore was blowing his fucking coverages. We just gave him $100 million. They got paid and checked out, bro. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It, it, it sucks losing in overtime. It sucks losing to the Giants. 
But the saddest thing about this game for me was coming to terms with the fact that Jameis Winston is not the guy. Oh, what happened to he could see? Shut up. Shut up. All right. (laughs) Hey, all right. Look, look, I'm just going (laughs) to. Bro, the Saints are frauds. Shut up. Stop it. Frauds. What? All right, just looking at the box score, okay? Just looking at statistics alone, and you guys know I'm not a big advanced stats guy, whatever. You look at the box score, I'm seeing Alvin Kamara, 26 carries, 120 yards, no TDs. Jameis Winston, 17 to 23, 226 yards, one TD, no interception. Just looking at the Saints specifically, that's good enough to get a W. Oh, it, it was the coverage. It was the coverage. There were holes everywhere in the secondary. They weren't, Daniel Jones played a very good game, but they were making it very easy on him. They weren't getting pressure on him. And he had all day. And the coverage was like a fucking blanket falling apart. Like, have you ever had a, have you ever had a blanket that you've had for like 15 years and the seams are just all torn and it's not even warm anymore? <laughs> that that so was our going, second day. So you you heard it here on Tuesday morning. Quarterbacks, little bro, is comparing his New Orleans Saints to a old, not warm blanket. That's that's where he's at in his rooting of the New Orleans Saints. And I think when you also hold Saquon Barkley to only fifty two yards on the ground, dude, Danny Dimes, and he broke off a big one too, like. The run defense can't, can't. for New Orleans has always been there. It's always there. Bro, here's the silver lining. Did the Texans win the Bradley Roby trade? We don't even <laughs> play him. I don't I keep looking for him. He's never on the fucking field. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, man. Look, the Texans are going to be the punchline for the rest of the season and probably oh, the next two seasons. But Kenny Galladay, have a day, huh? Six six receptions, 116 yards. Didn't even get a, Didn't even get my man a TD. It was, it was oh, a weird game. Man. I had I had Saints minus seven, and then on that on that one play where they fumble recovered, ran into the end zone, but it was called back. I was cheering, had my heart broken once again. Just a fucking shit week, man. Like, did you? It, it's did deflating. You, did you, little bro? Did you, uh, you know, leave the game or leave watching the game hungry since you did not get to eat a W? <laughs> The corniness is is fine is when he, when he's putting up 400 yards. Okay. It's not whenever we're losing an overtime to the fucking giants, man. So seriously, what happened though? I mean, uh, like break it down for me, little bro. Cause I'm seeing these numbers, man. And they lose 27, 21. What are your guys doing? I, I, I just can't stress this enough. The secondary fell apart. The play calling wasn't even bad. The coverage was a decent, they decently schemed them. It wasn't great. It wasn't up to Sean Payton's usual standards, but they just weren't performing. The corners, the safeties, PJ Williams were getting burnt. It, and then also on the offensive side of the field, we have our number one receiver is Marquise Callaway, who's no one's ever heard of until this year. Um, we have nobody to throw to. So why are they not? Look, I know, I know that it's not Drew Brees under center anymore. Okay, I know it's Jameis Winston, but another thing, when I'm looking at this, at the, at these, just at the box score, a specific box score visual, Taysom Hill, where, where is he? Is he not as involved in the offense as he was when Drew Brees was under center? He had two touchdowns. Okay, yeah, he had two <laughs> touchdowns, but I, it's just a general question. I don't, I don't. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, is he, it? He, he's involved for sure. And okay, uh, okay. okay. They move him around. He he's he's honestly been used a little bit more of that in that utility okay. role. He lined up as running back once. He lined up as receiver several times. Um, I think he okay. So that makes one of the point punts. Yeah, so that makes uh, that makes the Saints even more frauds. I'm, I'm like at a point Daniel where like it, we, we already paid him 402 yards. We already paid Taysom. He's got like a 40 million dollar contract right now. Like might as well just fucking throw him back. And I don't. Say that, Bruce, as uh, Taylor has his freak out. Say that again. <laughs> 402 American yards 
against the New Orleans Saints? Uh, I wish, you know, I, I know we do, we're just doing an audio podcast right now, but uh, for the listeners, obviously we do these on Zoom. So I've got uh, a clear visual of Lil Bro. And, um, man, he's not taking this well, boys and girls. Mm -hmm. He is not taking this well. He just My ripped his jewel. He just ripped the jewel. Take a sip of the uh, – I'm assuming that's an adult beverage. You sure got is. an adult beverage? Sure is. Is it? My man. So uh, one, one of these times – one of these times we're going to have to do a video of Tuesday morning quarterbacks and I look forward to it. And I hope it's after a saints loss, just so we can see the entertainment that I get to see. I'm sorry. You guys don't get to see what I get to see. Um, the audio is there, but man, I'm sorry, Taylor. Look, the, the saints are frauds. The Texans are terrible. And you know what? At the end of the day, at least you're not right now, at least the saints who's better. Okay. Here's a good comparison. Who's better. The saints or the Titans saints. Both sitting at two and two. It's really? Yeah. You think so? Absolutely. You, you let you, you, Daniel Stephen Jones the third throw 402 yards on the Bruce, them. shut up. All right. Shut up, Bruce. <laughs> oh, shit. Man, dude. Okay. Uh, Bruce, who's better? I know it's a random ass comparison, but I, I think the Titans had a lot of upside to the season. They still have Derrick Henry. The Saints still have Alvin Kamara. Okay. They still, they still, you know, who's who's better, the Titans or the Saints? Titans, bro. <laughs> the Titans are better. <laughs> you square those two teams up, I guarantee you. I guarantee you, the Saints win. Oh well, mm, I mean, you, yeah. You, they, you're they telling might. me you can't see the Titans losing to the Giants? No, really. Yeah, because look, and here's why. Here's why. Look what Kamara did: 120 yards. I'm sorry, but Derrick Henry is a better running back right now than Alvin Kamara. Yes or no? It, it's close. Between the tackles, for sure. But right. Kamara does so much in the flats. I, you're right. That's true. That's very true. Okay, so they do a little bit of different styles. Fair point. Very fair point. I, I am going with the Titans over the Giants because of the Derrick Henry factor. Because look what the Giants just gave up to Kamara. 120 yards. Derrick Henry's running for two, two bills on – the Giants. I know I know listeners are probably like, what the hell? Why are they comparing these teams? I just see the Saints and the Titans. They both had some upside, right? Both have good running games. Uh, not really existent right now because they're both two and two. Wild comparison, but that's just what we do at Apollo HOU. So the you know. only the only joy I really got from Sunday, because literally Texans lost, Saints lost, none of my bets hit, and both of my fantasy teams lost. It was just a terrible Sunday. Um is I did get to see the Falcons get their hearts broken once again. Bro, the Falcons are so bad, dude. I mean, what the hell happened to them? We, we shit on the Texans, but look what it is, has happened to Matty Ice. I mean, he's old, bro. He's old. He's an old man. Tom Brady's an old man, and that beautiful son of a bitch is, is spinning it like, like a rookie. No, uh, I take that back. Tom, like a super sophomore. Tom Brady eats babies or something to stay youthful. I don't know what he does, but he, he has wife. some type of yeah, some type of black magic. His wife? Yeah, that could be that could be an impending factor there. Uh Falcons lose to the football team 34-30. And if anything, I think this game was even more telling about the football team. Because this defense that everybody, I mean, I know I've said this almost, almost every single week, this defense everybody was raving about, oh, watch, watch the football team. They're going to be so good. Gave up 30 points to this fucking Falcons team. Dude, and Tyler Heineke, former Texans great, threw three touchdowns. That's, that's crazy. Three for 290? It wasn't a touchdown. It wasn't a, that, that game winning touchdown. It wasn't a touchdown. There's no way he crossed that pylon. I think you gotta give it to him. I think they get it maybe the next play or the one after, but that play, it wasn't a touchdown. Now the Falcons suck. They deserve it. It's fine. Hey, I'm not gonna fucking argue with you there, man. Uh you know, yeah, could who you else? be could you but real quick before we move to the next to the next two teams, could you imagine being a, a Falcons fan? Imagine yeah, right? think about being it. an Atlanta fan. Okay. Like in I general. mean, think about it. Think about it, man. Think about having the Super Bowl one. What were they up? 28-3? Three, nope. bro. And just a total collapse, and they've never been the same since. I mean, the Braves haven't been elite since, like, the Maddox and Gavin days. 
What what do you you have Trey Young there for the Hawks, but how how far is he really going to lead you? Yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know when Atlanta sees another championship game. Well, Atlanta's got a good young core of of baseball players for the Braves. They've got a young star in Trey Young. Um, I mean, at least it's exciting. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Much that's more than the, you get, that's the um, silver lining with that. Yeah, much more you get from the Texans. You know who else played like shit, but it ended up not biting the ass was Baker Mayfield. Browns beat the Vikings 14 to seven in the game that would never end. This game had two minutes left in it for like 30. Every time, every time I saw them driving down the field, I, and I'd see a pick, <laughs> I'd see a, a, a turnover. I'm like, Oh, that's game. And all of a sudden Vikings are back on the field again. Browns are the worst three and one team in the NFL. You think I, I, yeah, I agree with, I agree with Bruce. For, to be three and one and, and grinding out wins against the Vikings, fourteen to seven. I think I don't even are the Browns like when people talk about the Browns. The people say, "Man, they're per, they're a perennial team in the AFC." If they do, that's an overrated fucking take right there. They're an overrated team. If that's the case, they yeah. are the worst three and one team right now. I they agree. are littered with talent, though. Well, yeah, True. they are. They should be winning by more than. <laughs> I mean, three and one's not a not a bad start, but you think, but. Baker Mayfield was missing throws all over the field. He had Odell on a open seam down uh, on the sideline going up wide open. Nobody within the same area code as him and overthrows him by like five yards. Like it, Baker yeah, Mayfield's you, not that good. Yeah. You, you look at, I mean, you just look at these targets on some of these receivers. Higgins targeted seven times, only four receptions. Odell Beckham Jr., seven targets, only two receptions. Uh, Kareem Hunt coming out of the backfield, four targets, two receptions. Uh, then you go down to Hooper, targeted five times, only one reception. So, yeah, that that shows me that Baker Mayfield was extremely inaccurate. A QBR of 15.6 on the day. If Kirk they Cousins, go as, if Kirk they Cousins go Baker doesn't, Mayfield goes. If Kirk Cousins doesn't Kirk Cousins, they, they absolutely lose that game. That's another that's another team to, you know, to look at. Like Minnesota's not that far removed from having really good seasons. And you're sitting at one and three. They yeah, so, I mean, it seemed like they were able to not miss a beat going from Stephon Diggs to uh Justin Jefferson. Yeah, just Justin Jefferson is a talented, talented wide receiver, man. Their their front seven is just so thin that I one injury is detrimental to them. Yeah, the Vikings are are man. They've got they've got a good core of of receivers and, and talent on that team as well. I mean, they've got Dalvin Cook, they've got Justin Jefferson, and they've got let's not forget about Adam Thielen. Um, I don't know. Can Kirk Cousins stop Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousining? That's a saying. I mean, Jesus, losing to the Browns fourteen seven. I mean. It's, I told you he was ass, dude. I, <laughs> but he can go off. He he's one of those. He's like a unlit powder keg. Like he he can absolutely go off if he need. He's like good he, enough not to have a starting to, job, but he will eventually. But he'll lose you games because he's not that good. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Honestly, he's funny to watch. He's like awkwardly funny guy. The team that had the funniest play of the week, the Detroit Lions. Did you see that play? <laughs> they yes. snap the ball, bounces off Jerry Goff's head, right across the line of scrimmage for an interception. Look at Detroit letting, letting everyone know it like could that. be worse. Shouts to the to the Lions, bro. Bears beat the Lions 24-14. And that's Justin, a good example, too. Justin Fields that's gets a good his example. first W as a starter. If you want to open it up and let the, the, the young – rookie quarterback just let it fly hey man the cream always rises to the top and justin Fields got it done at least somebody ate a w right yeah. so it wasn't any of our teams dude justin Fields looks good once they they actually let him throw man the, the bears look the bears are not gonna be a top team unless they get rid of matt Nagy. Absolutely. And he's so bad. I have one of my best friends is a 
diehard Chicago Bears fan. He comes over every Sunday. We watch the games. And that little vein on the on the side of your temple is throbbing every time he sees these play calls. <laughs> They're, it, he's not a good head coach. He's so man. bad. He shouldn't even have, an, like, an offensive coordinating position. He is so bad. And he's and toxic. And Fields might be too good to – it's kind of be going, kind of going to be like the Deshaun thing, where he's too good to fire the head coach. So you got to kind of keep them together and hope that they'll figure it out. I don't they know have if to he fire is, him. though. I don't know if he is. What? Justin Fields. I mean, he's playing like a game manager right now, and that could be because he's getting thrown well, in. That's early. that's that's Matt Nagy. That's that's what I talked about when we started one of the first segments on, on Tuesday morning quarterbacks was. I don't like how rookie quarterbacks are are handled in the NFL. They get their playbooks are so small and you they look like game managers rather than let let a young rookie quarterback get out there and spin a little bit, you know? Especially a quarterback like Justin Fields. How good of a quarterback is Justin Fields? Fuck it, man. Open up the playbook and let these kids throw the rock, man. That's what frustrates me. And again, I know that I don't get paid the big bucks to be a head coach in the NFL. But damn it, man, I, I would much rather see these young young guys really, really get out there and air it out and see what they got. I think Justin Fields is going to be a pretty damn good quarterback someday. I just don't know if it's going to be with Matt Nagy as a head coach. Yeah, I agree with you on that. The, the defensive minds in the NFL are just so elite. When you tighten the playbook that up, like that tight, they're going to figure you, out, figure you out and shut you down. They're going to stifle you. Easily. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the dink and dunks, the dink dunks bullshit, five-yard out routes, four, five, six, seven-yard slant routes. Like, that's for the birds, man. Just especially with Justin Fields, dude. Let, let the, let's let see what we got, you know? Not we. I'm not a Bears fan by any means. But let's see what he's got, you know? I mean, we're all fans of seeing seeing some fun football. Not these check down bullshit. Yeah, I don't – We'll say the uh, Texans like did great doing that though. Uh, when they let Deshaun just go against in the Seattle game, where they just like opened up everything. And yeah, just, yeah, that it. was that was that was essentially Deshaun's coming out party. Yeah, in Seattle too. In, in Seattle. Seattle. So a, for these other for these other young quarterbacks, man, that's that's what I would like to see. Just as a fan of football, rookie quarterbacks are not having a good year. Um, no, they are not. No, In a not. game that I'm happy I don't have to listen to Dez about, Cowboys beat the <laughs> Panthers 36-28. Cowboys are looking for real. Zeke is back. Cowboys are good. Zeke is back, 143 yards on the on the ground. Uh, secondary a bit questionable, allowed DJ Moore to have a day on you, 113 yards, two touchdowns. But Dak is the real deal, man. Yeah, dude. What did he do? 188 yards, eh, but threw four touchdowns. The Carolina Panthers came into this game with the best defense in the NFL. And they gave up 245 yards on the ground and 188 yards through the air. That should tell you that the Dallas Cowboys are for real. Dak Prescott looks like he just gets better and better and better 14 for 22 188 yards i know that's not mind-blowing that's not eye-popping four touchdowns it's game winning damn right and and, and if you got zeke running all over him 143 yards on the ground that's that you know you look at like look at the average per carry for the three running backs well i'm sorry the two running back pop Elliot Pollard and even Dak Prescott, he only rushed for four yards. But you look at Zeke, 20 carries, 143 yards, 7.2 yards a carry. And then Pollard, 10 yards, 67. I'm sorry, 10 carries, 67 yards, 6.7 yards a carry against the NFL's best defense. That that overcomplicated. Do we overcomplicate it? Because uh, Dak only threw it 22 times and they won. And when he threw it over 50 times in the first game against the, the Tampa Bay, they lost. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's a fair point. I just think that Dallas, I mean, man, scoring 36 points on the NFL's best defenses, that just shows me that they've got they've got a damn – I mean, and they've always – over the last – that's been the thing about the Dallas Cowboys. Over the last, I'd say, five seasons, uh, before Mike McCarthy was here when 
uh, oh my God, Garrett, uh, uh, Jason Garrett was the, the head coach. They've always had one of the top offensive lines in all of football. And for some reason, later in games, later in the season, Jason Garrett went away from the running game for the Dallas Cowboys, and they lost because of that. This year, you know, again, they're going to have one of the best offense. They've got one of the best offensive lines, and it showed against the best team or the best defense at Carolina. So, yeah, uh, Dallas is for real. Dallas is going to be one of the top teams in the NFC. Yeah, whenever you whenever you're able to run the ball that effectively, it gives Mike McCarthy the ability to control the clock. And Mike McCarthy is a good coach. He's a good coach. Is he though? He is. He is. Okay. You saw those. He, he, him, and Rodgers had a little bit of a falling out, and that that took a toll on the Packers' offense. But Mike McCarthy has been in playoff contention almost every single year. He's been a head coach. Well, he's also had Aaron Rodgers, so I mean, well, well, well now he's know. got Dak. Now he's not <clears throat> Dak Prescott. Yeah, now he's got Dak Prescott. If Dak Prescott stays healthy, this team is going to go a long way into the playoffs for sure. Cowboys are the real deal. Moving on, NFC West. We got a couple of divisional matchups there, which could have playoff implications moving forward. First set, Seahawks beat the 49ers 28-21, which I did not see coming. I thought the 49ers were going to hang much more on there, but Jimmy G goes down. Trey Lance back in the game. These stat lines look like they're running a two QB set, but Jimmy G keeps just going down. He threw 157 yards, did Trey Lance. Two touchdowns. Oh, my goodness. Russ will rust, though. The prettiest yeah, throw in the NFL. Yeah, you can't ever count out Russell Wilson. So yeah. he is I would one probably of, say I, he's one of the what? Uh, he's one, one of, of the most one of five elite quarterbacks in the NFL. I yeah. don't even know if there's five, yeah. but he's definitely in the elite. When you think about quarterbacks that are still playing today in the NFL, who are, who are your top three? Patrick Mahomes number one. Aaron Rodgers number two, Russell Wilson number three. And then let's let, give me two more. Round out four and five. Let's see. Come on, bro. At you... this point, <laughs> Kyler, Mar- Kyler Murray at four. Yeah. And then yeah, probably, Lamar, the and then probably Lamar at five. Yo, what the fuck? Tom Brady? <laughs> it, it still exists on this planet, sir. I will never in my life put Tom Brady in my top five. I don't give a shit if he throws for 80 touchdowns. Oh, shit. Oh, there he goes. I will go. Oh, okay. all right. All right. Cool. Just had to turn the Wi-Fi off on my phone. No biggie. We got shit internet around these parts. Okay. Do you want to cut um, right now or do you just want to keep one? Fuck it. We'll keep it in. <laughs> okay. So anyway. Tuesday, Tuesday morning quarterback where the rules don't matter and the points are made up. Hey, all right. So back to before you froze. Why would you not ever put Tom Brady in your top five? Uh, just because I'm a Drew Brees stan and I'm uh, salty and jaded. Well, at least you admit it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, dude, if that's what you're going to ride with. Look, I, I grew up hating Tom Brady, hating him. I absolutely love Tom Brady now. I respect the hell out of Tom Brady. That dude is the best quarterback to ever live, and no one will ever win as many championships as he did. Oh, it's not, it's, he, it's, he, might, he, he might win another one. It's no question that he's the best to right. live of all time. And I was on the side of Belichick whenever that divorce was going down. I was yeah. like, Tom Brady's a system QB. He can't do shit anywhere else. It's Belichick's offense that allowed well, shit. Look, look at the Pats and look at the, <laughs> look at the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And he went to Bruce Arians. Good Lord. Yeah, exactly. He went to Bruce Arians. And Bruce Arians has been known to, to air it out a little bit, right? He okay. likes big down-the-field plays. So okay, people were like, are- oh, Tom Brady's not going to work with that. Well, fuck. Jokes on them. Okay, yeah, yeah. Tom Brady's all good. Let's just move on to the Bucks then. <laughs> Tom Brady had zero touchdowns. They didn't look good. They did not look good. I think uh, obviously they the weather that game played up so much. And oh it yeah, was so boring. Oh yeah, they 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 hyped it up as they should. I mean, Tom Brady making his homecoming Sunday night football, like all the hoopla went with it as deserved. Um, the weather played a factor. Um, they game plan for Tom Brady extremely well. Mac Jones looked really damn good. 
you got to give him credit. He looked really good against a really good defense in Tampa Bay. And the Patriots offensive line did a hell of a job to, to um, protect Mac Jones. He did what he had to. They were in, in position to try to kick a field goal to win it, uh, or at least to go ahead with like 52 seconds left uh, or whatever it was. Yeah, it was 52 seconds. Um, he missed it. Nick Folk missed it. It was a 56-yard attempt. Obviously, with the rain coming back down, the wind, all that, doinks off the uh, left upright. But, you know, good teams find a way to win especially on the road, and Tom Brady does it again. Leads the team down with less than five minutes to go, gets him in the correct position. They kick the field goal. They take the lead. The defense comes out, uh, does what they have to. And, again, Nick Folk just missed the kick. Tough, tough uh, all the way around for the Patriots. But, like I said, good teams find a way to win. And Tom Brady, under center, you always have a chance. Moving back to the – NFC West, the Cardinals have proven that they are a real, real threat. Beat up on the Rams 37 to 20. And that and that's and that's after the Rams beat the hell out of Tampa Bay. Absolutely. Kyler Murray, I in our in our first pod, uh, our our preseason podcast that we did, I said Kyler Murray's too short to play quarterback. He can't do it. God damn, I was wrong. Good thing he chose to play in the NFL over playing for the A's, huh? He did. (laughs) He did. He did. And he was going to make some serious money with the athletics. Yeah. He was going to have a massive signing bonus. And you also have to give respect to the uh, defense there. They were able to contain Matt Stafford and almost completely stop Cooper Cup, who has been having an electric year. And uh, held uh, DeAndre Hopkins to 67 yards. Well, that's the Rams defense. but Oh, yeah, that's where I jumped into. Yeah. But – that's what the Rams did. They they attached Ramsey to to Hopkins and you know picked their poison. But where the Rams have had success this year on defense is using Ramsey as almost like a nickel DB. Like he'll come down and uh he'll come down to the line and blitz way more. Oh, dude, than, he's all purpose. Yeah, he's almost playing a the fuck's his name uh. Long hair, Steelers. Are you going to say Palomalu? Troy Palomalu? The way they're using him this year is a lot like the way the Steelers used to use him. I'm not saying they're similar players, but the way they're being utilized is similar. Look at Cooper Cup was targeted 13 times. He only had five receptions. Jeez. So for the the Arizona Cardinals to shut down that offense – in the Los Angeles Rams, especially coming off of a big win against the Buccaneers, they won. They they beat um, the Buccaneers the week prior, thirty-four to twenty-four, and in, in, in which Stafford threw for four touchdowns. And then you fast forward to this week, um, and they are held to only twenty points. Dude, Arizona, yeah, Arizona is another for real team. You better put some respect on Kyler Murray. Oh, the respects there. They they are unequivocally playing in the toughest division in football. Easily, and they are dominating it right now. They're the last undefeated yeah. team, I believe. Yeah, and, and then you also look at uh, <clears throat> look at the wide receiver, what the the core of wide receivers for Kyler Murray in the win against Los Angeles. He spread it around. AJ Green five receptions. Hopkins four receptions. Williams five receptions. And then you have Moore, Edmonds, Connor, and Christian Kirk all had at least two receptions. Moore with three, Edmonds with four, Connor with two, Kirk with two. So he's not just focused on DeAndre Hopkins. He's not just focused on AJ Green. AJ Green. Kyler Murray is spreading it out. And then all by the way. No, I knew. I didn't think it was going to be this good. I knew he had has the. I knew he had the potential, uh, but what we saw at the end of last season was the offensive line started to falter for Arizona, and then you had Kyler Murray scrambling for his life. But my goodness, man, they're they're sitting at four and zero playing in the NFC West, and you've got a running game with uh, Chase Edmonds. I mean, the dude ran for had twelve carries for one hundred and twenty yards. So if you, if you've got a, a running back that is has that production on the field even even James Conner 
18 carries for, for 50 yards, and then Kyler Murray running the football for 40 yards. If you've got that production on the ground, that's going to open up your passing game. So, man, you better you better watch out for, for the Arizona Cardinals over in the NFC. Absolutely. I, I think Cliff, Kling, uh, Cliff Kingsbury deserves a lot of credit for how he's operated that team so far this year. He doesn't get the credit. He doesn't get the credit, and it's crazy to me. Uh, obviously, people hated on him for making the jump from Texas Tech straight to the uh, NFL. Um, that style's not going to work, blah, blah, blah. Well, his team's sitting at 4-0. and so, It's just because he's hot. Hey, he look, my man Cliff Kingsbury cleans up nice. He's got a <laughs> badass house. He's got a great haircut. Uh, he's got a 4-0 team. He's got a 4-0 team. He's also got J.J. Watt on his team now. He's got DeAndre Hopkins. He's got A.J. Green. I mean, dude, the dude's living life. He's living it up. So good for Cliff Kingsbury. He's a, he is a damn good-looking gentleman as well. Uh, a so, game a game that was pretty boring. We can almost just gloss over it. Packers, Steelers. Packers win 27-17. The only really note I have here is Randall Cobb, two touchdowns. How bad has Ben Roethlisberger this year? I mean, my goodness. He is the sh- he's a shell of a man. Last week, he was, band, last week he was tripping over his own feet. This week he, he looks like somebody that just saw their first explosion in World War One. He's just he just <laughs> struck. He can't he can't move. He's not the same player. And I don't know why that organization committed to him for an entire another year. I, I don't either. I really and that, don't. I mean, that's I a decently run organization. Yeah. You expect them to make the right decisions there. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the real deal. Or additionally, the Pitt, Pittsburgh Steelers have had three coaches in their entire franchise history. Think about that. That's insane. That is bonkers. Think about that. That's just how well that organization is. And then what? Last year they started off eleven and zero. Yeah. What a fall from grace! What a fall from grace! Uh, the game that really had me thinking about how I see the NFL this year was Ravens Broncos, because I thought the Broncos may have had a good enough defense to bow their way all the way to the AFC championship. Their defense, their secondary is amazing. Their front Von Miller's still putting out play after play, but you go up against a versatile quarterback in Lamar Jackson. He hangs 23 on you. Teddy Bridgewater does go down with a concussion. So they're sitting there, uh, Drew Locke, back in the game, who is not a bad guy, not a bad QB, way better than Davis Mills. Yeah. <laughs> Still, they can only put seven <laughs> points on the board in a okay Ravens defense. Listen, it's gonna it's the Ravens. They're they're good. Lamar Jackson is not awful. I, I sometimes I don't believe in him just because he throws weird and but somehow the ball gets there. He's got, there. A, weird, it's, it's he's a, got a weird style of play. Yeah, he does. But it's they're gonna be in it for the, the championship um the AFC championship game. But it, it's damn, I didn't think the uh, the Broncos were gonna be this bad. Three sixteen for Lamar. Broncos are uh, three and one on the year, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're so. still sitting pretty. The, that defense is going to carry them to a lot of wins. When did uh, I'm trying to find when uh, Teddy Bridgewater went out? When did he get the concussion? That's a game I didn't watch. I or think it really... was the end of the first or early second quarter. I believe. I believe. I don't know. Uh, one note, by the way, the Steelers have had three coaches in the last 52 years. So not their entire franchise existence, but the last 52 years, that's just saying something. I just wanted to correct that uh, real quick, but uh, the Bronco to back to the Broncos Ravens, the Broncos had their real test, their their first real test against Lamar Jackson. um, And Lamar Jackson did Lamar Jackson things and they won. So they are, they are, they are three and one, but they've been playing trash opponents. Yeah. They have the front half of their schedule is dumb easy. Maybe if they maybe if they have the Texans on there another week, they can catch out another win, huh? Oh god. All right. That uh that hits all the games, boys. We have we have any final thoughts on the day, on the week? I didn't have a good week. How about you guys? It was awful. It was horrendous. Uh never once speak on that again. Football's dumb. 
Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Ted, Teddy Bridgewater uh, went out pretty early. So if, if he stays in, who knows what could have happened? Just to to finish off that Broncos, for sure, for sure. yeah, to finish the Broncos and um, Ravens talk. But uh, yeah, I think for me, you know, you look at the teams that are making a name for themselves here early are are definitely the Cardinals. I think the Chargers cannot be slept on. Uh, they won tonight against the Raiders, 28-14. Um, Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, I think, again, it's it's for me, it's the Cardinals making a name for themselves, the Chargers believing in Justin Herbert. He's making a name for himself. Um, and just like we, uh, we see week in and week out, the Houston Texans are an abomination and should be shipped away to a different city. I and think, it doesn't get any better this next week. <laughs> I think this upcoming week, I'm going to go into my Saints game with zero expectations and a real analytical mind and try to figure out what my expectations for the rest of the season should be. I mean, good, because, luck, with those an- good luck with those analytics, man. Thanks, man. Just let me know if there's a stats on, on the uh, over-under or maybe some kind of stat on if Jameis Winston will indeed eat a W. I sure as hell hope so. Brian LaLima, thank you for coming on today, man. It was a pleasure to have you. That's going to do it for today's episode. If you haven't already done so, make sure to like and subscribe on the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, wherever the hell you listen to your podcast. Make sure to follow Apollo 8. HOU for blogs, merch, video, podcast, and more original Houston sports content you can't find anywhere else. And as always, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Tuesday Morning Quarterbacks. We'll be back in your ears next Tuesday for all the football madness. <laughs>